Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Follow the marquee and come to the Monday matinee. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Welcome to Season 14, Episode 571. I'm your humble host, Jack Ward, with my co-pilot in the Podioverse, David Alt. Yes, here we are flying through the wonderful Audioverse, and wow, what a crop we've got this evening for you. I know. After a busy month, I'm looking forward to catching up better this month. I, we, <laughs> we had a number of podcast extras we announced that we didn't get released, and I apologize for that. <laughs> I mean, we had some pretty significant problems with the studio that I think I'm finally able to sort out. Yes, well, it never rains, but it pours, especially in October. <laughs> exactly. True words have never been spoken. But before we get to tonight's episode, maybe we can have a few words about up-and-coming shows. Absolutely. And for me, the one that's on my mind most is the show almost two years from now. <laughs> a little less than two years from now. <laughs> MadCon 2020, July 24th to the 26th in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Sunny Halifax, Nova Scotia, as I like to say. You're going to be there. I will be there, absolutely. And so will a lot of other Try people. Try and keep me away. I, I'm getting a lot of buzz. The website is up. So no more of this, you know, uh, well, it's kind of up. It was like, we finally got the, the whole registration <laughs> thing work. And thanks to Brian Bocchicchio and Matt Leon for doing all the great graphic stuff. It looks fantastic. Yeah, it's really kind of fun. And we'll be adding a whole bunch of new content as we get more. I've already gotten people saying, well, I'm going to be on a panel, won't I? And I'm like, as soon as you <laughs> register, we can start figuring out who could be on what panel and make some yes. offers and such. So uh, I know Pete Lutz was one of the most recent guys to say, I, I like, I could be on a panel or two. And uh, I know uh, Jeff Billard's going to be there. Lothar Toppen and his wife, Jan, I think were the first two people to register. Oh, wow. As soon as I, before I officially released it, he said, I'm there. <laughs> so he tested it out for us. So I, I'm really excited. I, I'm really hoping that uh, this is going to be Shoeless Joe or Field of Dreams. I have built it. Please come. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, it's going to be a fantastic time. Oh, I know. John Bell is already talking about his like his live show. Oh, um, I, I, I so want to meet John Bell. Yeah. And Austin Beach is coming with his family, too. And uh, they want to be part of the live show as well. And I think Sarah's going to yep. be there as well. It's going to be so exciting. It's going to be yes. old friends that I've never met face to face or have met very rarely in, in the case yes. of, of you and I. Because that was one of the things that was so lovely. I, I, I keep on going back and it's now eight years ago believe it or not that i traveled across the states and canada and it was like meeting old friends that we'd never met in real life the audio drama universe is 
such a friendly place. Absolutely. And I don't know of any podcasters that's not generous and friendly and wanting to help to promote everyone else's stuff as well as our own. Excited to be involved in this medium. And, yes. And it's, it, it's always funny when I think about yours and my meeting, because, I mean, I've of course I had heard your work before and was always a fan, <laughs> yes. and but we hadn't talked. We weren't friends per se mm -hmm. and uh, you were just looking for places to sleep at when you're moving along just do some couch surfing yes exactly and i was thrilled to have you come i, I was <laughs> very happy to volunteer in my tiny little apartment at the at the time <laughs> yes it, it was more books than apartment wasn't it yes that's well I'm, I'm afraid to say that in my new place it's even more books <laughs> so. And you'll get a chance to see yeah. that, of course. If you have a yes, chance to definitely. come earlier, too, uh, there will be a couple of folks that will be arriving earlier and we'll be doing a little more sightseeing, touristy kind of stuff that I'll be able to take people to do some beaches and, and Peggy's Cove and some other oh. neat stuff, too. So um, if you get a chance to come and uh, Halifax is a beautiful it city. It is. So beyond yeah. MadCons, yeah. you are speaking of Canadian visits. You're heading to <laughs> Toronto again this month. Yes, that's right. I'll be at the No Sleep Podcast live show. Unfortunately, all the tickets have sold out. Oh, you're kidding. So it's not a case of being able to, <laughs> I'm afraid so. Wow. It's a smaller show, but it's two shows. So got one on the Friday night, one on the Saturday night. And they are both sold out, I'm afraid. Fantastic. And that's in Toronto downtown area? Yes, it's, it's at a restaurant or bar called The Gin Mill. So hopefully there's some decent gin. No. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. And unfortunately, like I said, I've had a bunch of things happen with the studio, so I won't be able to come yeah, since I've had shame. to pay for that. Yeah. It is a shame. I, I, any opportunity I can to have you on the continent. <laughs> yes. Other things that are happening this month, it's 11th hour. It was the first Matt Smith episode. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's not what I'm speaking of, though. This is Matt Boudreaux and a bunch of other folks have got together. We used to have Transcontinental Terror, where oh, we did sort of a yes. bunch of shows come together and we would do audio drama together. Well, Matt Boudreaux and a bunch of folks, including Austin Beach and such, have sort of gotten together and said, okay, the 11th hour audio drama is you grab a whole bunch of people, you start on October 1st, and you write, produce, act, and have something out by, by how. So getting something done within a month's time is huge. So a bunch of people, and he even asked me to get involved uh, this year, but it's just it's way too many things on my plate. Until like 2021, I, I think I'm pretty much booked <laughs> up for pretty much everything. But it's going to be exciting. I'm going to actually see if I, we can get a couple of 11th hour shows on the Sonic Society that coming up. That would be up. brilliant. Yeah. And so yeah, I think that's the roundup of our news, unless you have something else. Well, I have just won first prize in the Rip and Poetry competition. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, yes. And uh, what, was, <laughs> what was the poem? So uh, because it's the centenary of uh, the end of the First World War and next month they wanted to have a poetry competition on the theme of war and so i wrote a little poem wonderful. submitted it and it has come first and so it's going to be printed in a little anthology Ooh, of that's wonderful uh, the some of the other poems and i i think i'm going to get some books as prizes and that's it's all quite fun yeah ripping yarns yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the name of your poetry book when it finally comes yeah. out that's awesome no congratulations david Thank That's you very fantastic. much. Fantastic. I know that for us here on the Sonic Society on 
Thursday. I'm going to try and have the first audio drama today show up. We'll see how that works. I have to mm-hmm. make sure that there's new news as opposed to last month, which was all written up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now the studio's back up and running. And tonight, of course, we're running features the first two episodes of Star Tripper, mm. uh, including Dread Gauntlet of Nepo and Maximum Freshness. And it all begins right here on the Sonic Society. Yes! Well, hello strangers. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Festin Pixis, and until very recently, I used to be a simple desk jockey here on planet Lorvin. <laughs> Life would seem to be pretty sweet here. Everybody's guaranteed employment, because everybody else is a desk jockey too. Mega corporate files don't sort themselves after all. <laughs> But it is so boring, folks. So monotone. Worst of all, I seem to be the only Lorvian who feels that way. I started to have this thought. Things could be so much different, Festin. Reboot your life, Festin. Simplify. Now most people would take that thought, look at it for a moment, and then file it away forever. Instead, I turned around and I quit my job. Then I went home and sold Pretty much all my stuff. I'll admit, losing the movie merch stung pretty bad. But with the heap of credits I made, I got one of these. Top of the line recon unit. A subdermal implant allowing for hands-free audio recording. But most of the cash went towards this. Oh wait, that's right. You can't see it. (laughs) I wanted there to be this big dramatic moment, but it's fine. Roll with it. This is my beautiful new ship. She's a Physic Class Systems QCS-25 Kappa series. A total classic. You might know her as a star tripper, like in the old Phase Gravely Wave films. She's the key to my plan, namely, to make the absolute most out of my tiny little life. I'm gonna find the hottest spots, the wildest sights and sounds, mix myself up in something unexpected, just like Phase would do. Literally anything but sitting behind a desk. I'm gonna grab my life by the glowing fleshy part and hang on till it bucks me off through a window. Sure, it might seem a little selfish and frivolous and a little crazy, but there's an upside too. I get to take you along with me every step of the way. And how are we doing today, Proxy? Weather conditions nominal, Captain. All systems green, awaiting launch clearance. Would you listen to that? Didn't I say she was a classic? Uh, hang on, Prox. All this captain business. Do you have to do that? It feels like you're talking to my dad. The system will respond to your preferred manner of address, Captain. Awaiting input. Let's just say we stick with calling me Festin for now. We're trying something new. Keeping it loose and fun. Input processed, Festin. However, the parameters loose and fun do not appear in my lexicon of mission directives. What a surprise. (laughs) Not to worry, Prox. This will be a learning experience for both of us. Well, we've got our shipboard rations fully stocked. Got my towel right here. There we go. Family photo. There it is. Already said my goodbyes. Ready for launch, Proxy? Request for clearance granted, Festin. Docking ring decoupling. 
platform responding all green. You are cleared for launch. Here we go. Here we go! Tell me something though, Proxy. What do you know about the Yugfall Expanse? Accessing. The Yugfall Expanse is a 20 parsec region adjacent to the Yug Debris Cloud, once the site of a large-scale naval battle between the Yug and Balgor Empires, both now defunct. Intergalactic law enforcement firms routinely fight over patrolling rights, effectively nullifying all attempts at enforcement of anti-scavenger legislation. An attractive destination for pirates and extreme thrill-seekers. Sounds perfect. This will be where you start learning about fun, then. Uh, do the records mention it in connection with the wave film Phase Gravely and the dreaded Gauntlet of Zinfo? Confirmed. The fourth in the Phase Gravely series of wave films holds a divisive reputation with the fanbase over the recasting of Phase's sidekick, Crumb, with the erotic film star Bang Bang Bang. Here's the thing about that movie, fellow travelers. Most of it was shot on a stage. They only went on location at Yug Fall to get the wide shots. The real expanse is crazy deadly. It's a minefield and a ship graveyard all rolled into one and injected with radioactive growth hormone. So, of course, some rich fans of the movie start their own dark site race league out there. Before I got the recon unit, I met this old grepnoid in a bar. <laughs> He'd been telling this story to everybody, hoping someone would pick up his next round. I just couldn't help myself. Plus, I kind of felt bad. Anyway, he told me that years ago, he was racing at Yugfall in the Gravely Grand Prix. At one point, he takes a bad hit and has to start limping back to the race hub. But then, his sensors pick up a great, big, super dense something in a dead battleship. His ship is hanging on by a thread, but he gets a quick scan all over anyway, and the only thing he picks up is the faintest seam of a door. And what the old Grepnoid thinks is that this thing is a vault of some kind, and I find myself wanting to agree. That's right, my friends. We've got ourselves a genuine treasure hunt on our hands. You get all that, Proxy? Processing. Charting a course to the Yugball Circuit Nexus. Slip space junction keys confirmed. Clearance chain granted. Seamless route achieved. Estimated time to arrival, 1260 ticks. Then let's get slippy. Engage! Wonderful. Well, I guess I've got some time to think about my first move. What do I feel like listening to on the way? Politics! No, thank you. Why do they record this at the bottom of a well? Next. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll check back in when we're close, friends. Keep listening. I'm up. I'm up. <clears throat> What's going on? 
Proxy? We have just dropped out of slip space. Sensors register a proximity alert. One vessel patrol class. It is pinging us. Uh, hail them, would you please? <laughs> Opening hailing frequency. Uh, hello there! Better than wanting to run the gauntlet? Just me. Well, me and my interface. Say hello, Prox. You ain't got a clue? Yes, I know. You got a death wish. Take it somewhere else. There's already plenty of debris on the track. No, my friend. What I have is a life wish. I'm positively horny for a good race. <laughs> I think I can use it on through. Somewhere on Dunking Quadrant 3 should be open. Just follow the markers. Oh, yeah. And welcome to the gauntlet. Much obliged. This is so much better than filing claims. Wow, pretty upscale for a death race. Look at all these ships. Zappo, that's a Boltachi 7 series. Hey, excuse me, pal. Yeah, I can see that. I'm looking for the sign-up desk. Nope, just me. Thank you! I'll pray for you, he says. What a nice guy! Oh, sorry about that, buddy. Say, was that your Farsoon Scathwing I saw in the hangar? I thought so. What a beaut! See you on the starting line. Next. Next, please. Hello! Oh, gosh, love those brassy headlegs. Very nice. Sir? I'd like to sign up for the next race, please. Name and company charter? Festin Pixis. Uh, Festin Pixis. Just, just me, I'm afraid. You don't have a charter? No pit crew? Nope. Just me. Uh, I've got the Indigo Star Tripper docked on 3C. And you want to run the gauntlet? The whole thing? You bet. I see. Hey, everybody! This guy wants to try for a picture perfect. What is that? Excuse me, what's a picture perfect? Uh, nothing to worry about. Just stay sharp out there. Your confirmation here, please. And the race will be called in four ticks. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. Uh, see you all in the winner circle! Hey, Prox. You got anything on something called a picture perfect in the entry for the gauntlet? No match found. Shit. Hello there, folks. Welcome to this, our latest round of the Gravely Grand Prix. We have a strong bunch of contenders out there today, including three-time survivor of the gauntlet, Sivantablack! And there's a special treat for you all today, folks, namely our newest contender, piloting the blue physics-class star tripper, Festin Pixis! That's a real collector's vessel, folks. What a treat. He's a Grand Prix first-timer who I hear is going for a picture perfect. So, keep an eye on our suicidally brave newbie. Give him a round of adulation, folks. He may just have a shot. <laughs> Rules are simple. No weapons, 
no sabotage. You fly like Count Frag has a bead on you, and you might survive. Now get ready, racers! This is it. Suicidally brave. <laughs> How many other gravely flight sim aces do you see? Racers! Get steely! Get tight! Black takes an early lead through Shell Game with Frick's close behind. Too early wipeouts with a broken sword. Someone grab a mop. And Preston clears the Shell Game without a scratch on him. Good start, folks. Let's see if he can keep it up. Oh, okay. Frick's is all over Festin, folks. Frick's wants to push him into the smiling teeth. I'm okay. We're good. The middle of the pack is tearing chunks off of each other. <laughs> Don't you just adore it. Vantablack still has first all sewn up, but Tancer and Woon from the OPEC network are putting those aftermarket mods to good use, closing fast. Festus seems to have shaken on the entrance to the snake's gut, but this is the part where anything could happen. Oh! And that's not one, not two, but seven KOs in the big hat! The Dax family's Dagnus Dax has caused a chain reaction. It's anybody's race now, folks. And there's Prince coming in like a vulture lizard. <laughs> really funny. He's on Festin again. And on, there's Golfer coming in from below. They've got him pincered. What did this guy do to piss these two off? Stuff these guys. We're close. Come on, Prox. Let's hit it. Almost. Almost. Wait till you see the broken keel of the flagship. There! <gasps> it's gone! The Star Tripper vanished after evading a sideswipe from Acrocorp Dizzy Comfort. I don't know oh, what's yeah. happening, folks, but Woo. our plucky underskag might be out of the running. Permanently. Stay tuned, folks. This race isn't even close Enough of to that. over. Thank you. Now, Proxy, do a density scan on the immediate area. Tell me when you see a big, impenetrable... Object detected. Sensors indicate super-dense materials involved in construction. Engage the mag plates. I want us stuck to that hull like glue. Let's see what I almost died for. Okay. I'm officially out of ideas. The race has to be well and truly over by now. My atmosphere reserve is dipping below half. And I'm officially drawing a blank. The old guy on Lorvin wasn't jerking me around. I had to search for three whole ticks before I found the side with the door in it. There's a seam here, but, but you could only tell if you ran a finger across the whole length of the thing. Proxy, any ideas? I lack the necessary instruments to supply a more productive answer, and historical logs make no mention of proprietary Yug security measures. The lock may be key to biometric signature, passphrase, or to open upon hearing a selected piece of music. Shall I list the number of possible lock type configurations? Thanks, Proxy. Maybe later. Damn! Vault interface has registered your clearance input. Clearance accepted. Seals disengaging. Please stand clear. But all I did was kick it. 
Oh, uh, right then. Face gravely, eat your heart out. Is that a plushie? <laughs> That's right, travelers. A stuffed children's toy in the shape of a nebulid. It's not even a haunted plushie either. I know. But I had a thought after I got back to the station. This thing has to be mint condition, right? I mean, locked in a super dense isolation vault, no danger of radiation damage, definitely zero oxidation, and it's ancient. Let's not forget, the giant naval battle that made Yugfall Expanse was about 600 galactic standard years ago. This cuddly little thing could pay for my next several dozen fuel stops. Hey, Prox? Yes, Festin? What's the nearest military history museum in this sector? A reputable one, if you can manage it. No gun lobbies. Because some just, like, give you a gun in the lobby, no questions asked. That's a little intense for Mr. Squiddy here. Searching. Three results found, although the Museum of Interesting Battlefield Ruins has seen a steady decline in patronage in the past fiscal quarter. I also have taken the liberty of referencing known collectors of war memorabilia in the system. The planet Galvis is the nearest option. I think I'll sleep on it, but thanks, Prox. You really came through out there. We'll have to try this again sometime. Shall I notify you then, should your name and likeness be stricken from the gauntlet wall of shame? To do so beforehand would likely harm our chances of success. I, uh, I think they just leave it like that, Prox. <laughs> but that's future Festin's problem. Today's Festin would like to thank you all for joining me on our first steps into this big old universe you all make so vivid. <laughs> I can't wait to see what comes next. Once again, my name is Festin, proud son of Lorvin, and file clerk no more. We'll meet again soon on the next transmission of Star Tripper. Star Tripper was created by me, Julian Mundy, and produced by me, Misha Stanton, and Ian McEwen. This episode was written and directed by me, sound designed by Misha Stanton, with performances by Ian McEwen as Festin, Giselle Da Silva as Proxy, Alex Marshall-Brown as the MC, Daniel Manning as the race official, and me, playing the patrol officer. Music by Ketza. For more, check out ketsamusic.com. Check us out on the web at whisperforge.org slash startripper for transcripts and links to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your preferred audio curator, or on social media, where you can find us at StarTripperHQ. We're a brand new show, so it'd really help us out if you could rate and review us on your platform of choice. That's a really easy way to help new listeners find the show. And if you want to go even further, you can support us on Patreon. Even a pledge of as little as $1 helps us immensely to keep making cool shows for you. Thank you for flying with us. And now, this week's Star Trip survival tip. Always pay your debts, unless you can turn invisible. Turning invisible is usually the better option. A product of the Whisperforge. Sound and story brought to life.
Hello again, my friends. My name is Festin Pixis, and welcome back to Star Tripper. Currently, we're waiting on Proxy to run chip diagnostics after flying through a nasty energy storm, so I'm rambling to pass the time. I flatter myself to think that someone, somewhere, is listening to these, my modest transmissions, from the journey of a lifetime. Which is a little imprecise now that I say it out loud. A lifetime. If I were one of the Pameloi of Planet Pamel, whose entire lifespan is a single one of their solar days, I'd have already spent enough time out here to see an entire lineage rise and fall, and rise again before being plunged into obscurity by an heir's gambling debts. There aren't many ways of feeling attached to anything out here, away from almost everything, all the time. If I were a maudlin sort of person, I might wax poetic about where I stand in relation to the rest of existence, a relative Frolian glimmer grub in the middle of an infinite opaque ocean. But I'm bored and getting hungry, so I can't think of anything suitably bleak. How are we looking, Prox? Diagnostics resolving now, Festin. System checks return zero malfunctions. That's great. It's not like I'd blow through all the creds from selling that Yug plushie on repairs, but I want you feeling your best. You know how I worry. In the time we have known each other, you have not supplied data to support such a conclusion. Well, fine. But it's not as though I forgot how. Hey! How far are we from the pallet system? Please say within lunch distance. Processing. We are a single slip space jump from the nearest away station in the pallet system. Yes. 64.66% consistent with the query lunch distance. Shall I set a course? The sooner you get me to a staff kitchen and a sober-ish waiter, the happier I'll be. I'm in the mood for something fresh and piping hot. Lots of sauce. Parameters processed. Setting course for Lubidin Station in the pallet system. Sauce! And quickly! (sighs) Lubidin Station. Now this, this is what I'm talking about, folks. It's like the biggest damn farmer's market you ever saw. I wish you could see it. Or, more to the point, oh, smell it. It's a fog bank of aromas in this place. And if they don't cycle the atmosphere in here at a higher rate than average, everyone would either start to hallucinate from some of the spices or go completely crazy with hunger. The maintenance crew gets paid pretty well since if they go on strike, the management company literally risks patrons eating each other. (laughs) Oh, hey, buddy, what's all this excitement about? Is everywhere usually this crowded? We are waiting, waiting for the chef to arrive. Yeah, thanks, but I was hoping to find something a little, I don't know, more casual? What sorts of places do savory puddings around here? Uh, The chef will have the answer to the riddle your appetite proposes. Is this answer expensive? The chef asks for nothing in return. What riches are greater than a satisfied stomach? In this, the chef is rich indeed. Free food? Thank you all for your patience. The chef is ready for you. Miss Wade, please. So, uh, the food's really something, huh? You come to this place often? Never often enough, my friend. Never often enough. Works for me!
So, uh, what's your name again, little green pal? I'm Festin Pixis. I am Bondi, sir. Just Bondi. Real hoopy to meet you, Bondi. Now tell me, do they keep it pitch black all the time, like as a gag, or is someone falling behind on the utilities? It is the same each time. Now hush, friend Festin, the chef will explain. Oh, ah, at last, at last. Oh, he's here. <laughs> hey, wait, what's with the... Well, hello, you beautiful hungry people. Who's ready to get cooking? Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Friends, I have made a terrible mistake. What I was led to believe would be a nice bit of dinner theater is instead the most insidious of torture devices to the hungry mind. A popular cooking show. Welcome back to A Taste of the Divine, folks. As ever, I am Lid de Valdivino, and we are here today for something very special. No dishes like this exist in the known universe, and frankly, they could be eating anything in the unknown part, so we won't worry about them. <laughs> Oh, yeah, of course not. Today, we are going to prepare and sample a little-known, a much-sought-after entree of tempic origin, the immediate delicacy. I love you, too. Bundy, what the squaws is that? Now... I can hear some of you asking, Liddy, what is this tantalizing title supposed to taste like? What could be good enough to attract such a mystique? Well, I've done my research, folks. I've spent months in a dusty old tempic culinary archive on the planet Saskatan Sigma with nothing but a Liddy Valdivino Deluxe home cookery kit, a hemorrhoid donut, and the crackling old crone who led me there for company. If it weren't for the backlog of episodes, you'd have crashed the whole wave with speculations of my certain demise. But I found the answer. At long last, I found it! And I'll share my hard-won secrets of the immediate delicacy with you folks right after this message from our lovely sponsors. Don't you go anywhere! <laughs> Bondi? What gives? Isn't the chef just wonderful? Lady Valdivino is said to have a palate at least twice as refined as the omnivorous tongue fiend of Kroom. So who gets to eat the thing after it's done? Someone does get to eat it, right? They don't just do that thing where they throw of out half the- Of course someone eats it! What a horrible thing to say, to throw away food made by the hands of the great chef Nick. Yeah, yeah, but who eats it? Does the whole thing get shared around the room? Oh, I cannot say, my friend, for I do not know. Only the chef may decide. What the f- This is crap, Bondi! Double plus grade horse nonsense! I was promised a meal, and instead I get to stare at gourmet self-congratulations for ten full ticks? Hey, guy! Do you have one of those prefab finished dishes back there? Because otherwise, my seat neighbor is going to become very familiar with the term hangry! Why, no. I'm afraid not. I, I, I'm sorry, but that would be quite impossible. What the hell kind of cooking show is the this? The recipe is slightly more complicated than average. If you'll allow me to explain a little bit further, I'd be happy to let you sample the results. Your name, my friend. Uh, Festin Pixis. Sorry for shouting. Long trip. No, no, no. 
not at all, not at all. Please come on down, Festin. Let's have a big round of applause for the hungriest being in the house, folks. That's right. Come on down. <laughs> okay. Now, Festin, let me explain why we are all gathered here today. Am I to understand that you've never been introduced to the joys of tempic cooking? No. No, I, I have not. Well, at one time, the Tempest people of Saskatoon Sigma experienced more instances of deja vu occurring per capita than any other recorded civilization. Almost one in four people per week. So when the population of a planet is constantly stopping to make sure they haven't already done the thing that they're currently doing, that put understandable pressure on society. The government of Saskatoon Sigma began a study, and what they found was that the diet of the colossal glow beetles that formed the basis of tempic protein intake was having an effect on the people. These beetles would eat a cave fungus that was psychoactive to most sentient species, but quite nourishing to the beetles themselves. So when the buildup of fungal enzymes in the tempic digestive tract reached a certain level, you got brief, intense prognosticatory fits. Pretty soon the word gets out, and rather than everyone steering clear of Saskatoon Sigma, oh no, tourism starts booming. Everyone in their brood mother wants to try this new kind of cooking that lets you see the immediate future. With a little research, one Tempic chef isolated the globule organ, the clute strainer, which processes the enzymes, which brings us to the immediate delicacy. If you'll please, step over here, Festin. That's right, step on up. Step on uh, over. Okay. Now, I know you want to ask, how did they make this dish? Go ahead. Go ahead and ask me. How did they make this dish? Well, what I've got here in front of me forms the base. One Arcturian mega squash. Six ripe podge fruits, three cups of Saskatoon barley, and a handful of Fritz stock, finely minced. But I hear you ask, Liddy, what about the clute strainer? I don't see anything here that could have come out of a clo beetle. <laughs> this is the other reason for the name of the dish. The clute strainer must be extremely fresh prior to cooking, as in the 60 seconds or under kind of fresh. Take any longer than that, getting the organ out of the thorax and into the hot pan, and it starts to decay rapidly. There goes the flavor. There goes the effect. Is this the part where you tell me what I'm up here for? <laughs> You've got some fizz in you. Good, 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 good. You'll need it if you're going to help me with finishing the dish. Bring out the guest of honor, our secret ingredient. Oh, it's a lively one. What do I do with it? Catch! Hey, whoa! What? Now, get me that clue strainer while I prep the ingredients. Wait, no, hey, whoa! Come on! Oh. Well, friends, wish me luck. If I die, make it sound way cooler than it was. You give me my lunch, you bastard! <laughs> While my zealous assistant harvests the clue strainer, I'll show you how we prepare the base. 
first. You're going to have your Turin Mega Squash hollow that sucker out. You want to put all the meat and pulp into a side bowl. We'll knead it in a little bit. Oh, now we're going to blend those podge fruits for just, just a few seconds. We'll just let the puree brown for half a tick. It needs to thicken to get that smooth texture. As Podge cooks down, the characteristic bitterness is cut, and you get that subtle sweetness that really ties the whole thing together. Mm. Mm. That will make a great reduction. How's it coming back there, pal? Uh, we're doing okay. <laughs> All right, so. We've had the Saskatoon barley in the pressure cooker for a little while now, so it should be almost ready. Turpentine! Turpentine! You got it! You got it! Oh, that'll come out nice and fluffy. You really can't beat that Saskatoon barley when you pick it in the third spring. All right, then. The reduction is all set, but here's the thing. Once we set that aside in a tureen, we're going to leave the pan heating so we can get all of the flavor cooking into the glute strainer meat and all that mega squash flesh set aside just before. Looks like our special guest almost has it ready for us. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh good show. Now, you're going to want to roll it over so you can get it its underbelly. Slit it open and what? look for the thing oh. that looks like a glowing orange knot. Okay. I'm really sorry, buddy. You were a mighty opponent. They'll sing songs of this lunch I'm gonna have. Oh. Or I will. Anyway. Depending on how good it is. Aha! Oh, I got it! I got it! Yes, yes. Now quick, quick. Get it over here and throw it in the pan. Oh, God. Okay. Here! Didn't he do a great job, folks? We'll just let that sit for a little bit. So, Festin, what brings you all the way out here? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm going on a trip. Ended up on the station for a quick bite to eat, and, uh, just kind of ended up on the show by accident. <laughs> you know, I think you're the first accidental guest we've ever had here on A Taste of the Divine. Let's give him a round of applause for being such a go-with-it sort of fruit. Festin, everybody! Oh, wow. Thanks, everybody! Thank you very much! Yes, yes, yes! Oh, now, folks, I am just about to plate the final result of all this struggle and commotion. What we have here is not only a powerful tool of almost foolproof future sight, but a pleasantly nutty, slightly sweet dish that goes a treat with Seleucian wines and runny cheeses. Mmm. Yes, take in those aromas. Enjoy, my friend. <laughs> oh, that's the whole thing? That's, uh... Not what I would call a hearty portion. Not even for a single-hearted being. Why, I couldn't serve you any more than this. In greater doses, the clute strainer has a truly frightening effect on the digestion. This, however, 
is quite safe and scrumptious. Oh. You'll have to let us in on what you see in your future. <laughs> okay. Mm. Oh. Huh. Mm. Yeah, pretty nice. You said nutty? Yeah, I got some of that. I mean, I'm not sure I'd serve it to guests, but yeah, if you like that sort of thing. Well, I suppose some palates aren't broad enough to capture the subtleties of Saskatoon cuisine. I don't know, guy. I just know what I like, and eh, I'd probably go with this if it were a special occasion. Like Arbor Day or Purveween. It's just a lot of work, you know? And no, um... You're not feeling anything? Not really. Does potch fruit kind of make your tongue run enough for the thing? Well. I hope you don't mind if I skip ahead the narrative a little bit. So, I saw my future, I guess, and it was actually kind of helpful. By which I mean, I saw myself standing at the takeout counter of a really nice little hole-in-the-wall stir-fry joint on the lower concourse. But, let this be a lesson to you all. Cooking shows were invented by monsters. You'd all be much better off just staying home and cooking together with your families. Oh, bless the stars, that's so good. I swear, those pink chunks of stewed flumpkin, so good! My dashboard sensors will not function properly if the surface is obscured by sauce, Festin. Please be mindful of generating waste in the flight deck. <laughs> Sorry, Prox, I'll tidy up. I just needed to get away from all the noise, you know? Indeed, the station has increased in traffic, but it would appear that our immediate objective is complete. Perhaps we should depart. Shall I pin this station for future visits? Yeah, well... You can fight the beetle next time, Prox. Sound good? Anyway, friends, thanks for joining me on a journey I think we all can relate to. Just where the hell is the next meal coming from? Some find the answer a lot easier than others. Goodbye, hungry travelers. Until the next serving of Star Tripper. Star Tripper was created by me, Julian Mundy, and produced by me, Misha Stanton, and Ian McEwen. This episode was written and directed by me, sound designed by Misha Stanton, with performances by Ian McEwen as Festin, Giselle De Silva as Proxy, Zach Ehrlich as Bondi, and Garrett Mercer as Chef Lidival Divino. Music by Ketza. For more, check out ketsamusic.com. Check us out on the web at whisperforge.org slash startripper. For transcripts and links to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your preferred audio curator. Or on social media, where you can find us at Star Tripper HQ. We're a brand new show, so it'd really help us out if you could rate and review us on your platform of choice. That's a really easy way to help new listeners find the show. And if you want to go even further, you can support us on Patreon. Even a pledge of as little as $1 helps us immensely to keep making cool shows for you. Thank you for flying with us. And now, this week's Star Trip Survival Tip. Universal translators are easy to find, but if you're on a budget, everyone knows the language of dance.
a product of the Whisperforge. Sound and story brought to life. It was late June a year ago, and I had just gotten off the plane from a trip to Texas that was one of the most meaningful experiences in my life. I just said a final goodbye to a longtime friend I had met in the audio drama world, Bill Hallwig. Along with his daughter Bailey and a couple of his many friends, Lothar Tuppen, his wife Jan, and Jeffrey Billard, we wiped our tears and scattered his ashes at Cross Plains, Texas, the home of Robert E. Howard. Together, the four of us cemented a bond that has only deepened and expressed itself in new audio drama productions and a monthly podcast where we get to look at old-time radio and analyze it. And we talk, Jeff, Lothar, and I, at least through email, almost every day since that fateful weekend. I remember coming off the plane and into Halifax Airport and thinking very clearly, what now, Bill? I didn't want this connection to end. And, and that's when it hit me. Why not a way to have everyone come together? You know, the modern audio drama movement in its current blossoming mirrors the rise of podcasting. The Sonic Society for 15 years now has been blessed with almost 200 different companies and producers and closing on to a thousand different shows weekly and even multiple times a week. So with the help of many people, not the least my amigo brothers Lothar and Jeff, Brian Bocchicchio, Matt Leong, and so many more, and with the kind donations of our partners and my oldest childhood friend, Chris Morano, I'm so happy to announce that we can get together. All of us. And here's how. Come to Halifax, Nova Scotia, in July 24th to the 26th of 2020, and we'll have a ball. We've already booked the rooms, halls, and even a theater for a series of live performances on Saturday night. People you may have known for years will be there, and all new friends, creators and fans alike. Let's get together because there's never been anything like it. This is the world's first conference focused only on the modern audio drama movement, mad-con.com. That's M-A-D-C-O-N.com. The website is up. And reservations are ready for your place in history. Myself, David Alt, Austin Beach, Tanya Malevich, Lothar Toppin, Matt Leong, Jeffrey Billard, John Bell, and so many more are going to be there. As we fill the ranks, we'll let you know who else is coming. A full weekend, July 24th to the 26th of 2020. Mad-con.com. Get registered today. There never is another first time. Here's our time. Can't wait to see you there. I'm Jack Ward. Audio drama's been a part of my life now for almost 20 years. The people in it have given so very much to me. And now here's my chance to say thank you. That's why I'm going to mad-con.com and getting my ticket. See you in Halifax. See you in MadCon in 2020. And that's this week's show. Please send us your thoughts by emailing us at sonicsociety at gmail.com or you can send a message to the Sonic Society Facebook group or tweet us at the Twitter handle Sonic Society or you can get me at AstroTour2010 which is what I, what we were talking about earlier eight years ago. Until we return next week for another great audio drama feature, I'm David Alt. And I'm Jack Ward. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt. 
with original music by Sharon B at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hi, this is John Bell. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. In my podcast, Bells in the Battery, I usually surpass a thousand words. Why does he? But for every episode, there is also a picture. You mean that itty-bitty picture that you see when you bring up the episode? Yes, that's called a thumbnail. They're drawn on thumbnails? But now you can see all the thumbnail pictures in large format by going to the Bells in the Bat Free Gallery. Just go online to thebatfree.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-F-R-Y dot com. And click on Gallery. That's G-A-L-L-E. I think they can figure that out. You'll see all the pictures for all the episodes that were created by Jeff Music, along with other guest artists like the Lavalie Brothers and famous animation director Dan Reba. Oh, he knows one celebrity, and he really wants you to know about it. You'll also see lots of fan art over the years and a few surprises so when you're in the mood for a picture instead of a thousand words especially especially his his words words, go to thebatfree.com and click on gallery and be sure to clean your thumbnails before viewing